0: Bang, 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 bang. Ooh, bang, bang, bang. You're tuning in with your girl K. Tear it up, yeah, yeah, give it to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's my name? What's my name? Your mother know what you out here doing. Sounds like the answer for you is doing it, your style. Girl, you can't get no infection in your booty, hole. His girlfriend loves anal sex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when that furry temptress seems like she's calling your name. Straight up, you're gonna get at least two dicks inside me. You. Put your hand on, look at it. You want, you want some more? Rub it on in there. Boner is good. I want to talk about masturbation. You're tuning in with your girl Kay on Masturbating. I whips pussy. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you will get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Go to AdamandEve.com and use code Baiten at checkout. That's BATEN. B-A-I-T-N, at AdamandEve.com. Use code Baiten at AdamandEve.com. Mary Kitty Creations is a black-owned business that primarily services the BDSM, kink, and leather communities. This is important to the owner because she is a member of these communities and cares deeply about its representation. The tails are handcrafted with care and with a great level of customization than traditional tails. For anyone interested in wearing them for sensual exploration or as a pet, check out www dot Creations dot com to bring your creation to life. Hey, what's up? I missed y'all. It's a brand new year, brand new us, right? <laughs> I have so much going on this year. I have an event um on March second where the grapefruit lady that you've heard from, um, that was on the girls' trip, the, um, as far as the grapefruit technique. She'll be here in Dallas, Texas. So if you are close to Texas or in the perimeter, check, come out and enjoy a night full of fun. It'll be from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Tickets can be purchased on my website, uh, which is com. So you spell it just like you spell my um, podcast. So it's M-A-S-T-E-R b a i t n p o d c a s t dot com. Um, so you could purchase your tickets there as VIP or general admission. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I promise you won't be let down. It's gonna be a fun fucking night. So come check me out. Um, I have shirts there uh, for purchase. My podcast shirts. They so fucking bomb. Um and you can also purchase them online even if you can't attend the event. Support your girl. With that being said, I miss y'all. Damn. <laughs> I miss talking to y'all. I love y'all. Um, thank y'all so much again. I always gotta say thank you for supporting me because you don't you have a choice to listen to somebody else and you choose to listen to me. So I want to thank y'all. Um, so with that being said, today's episode is gonna be on intimacy and infidelity, right? Oh my God. I have Ms. Rennell Nelson joining me, and she's an infidelity slash intimacy recovery strategist who assists committed couples with reconnecting and reigniting their relationships after chaos. Ooh, wee. That right there said enough. <laughs> but um Ms. Rennell is a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified sex therapist. Rennell has been bringing Hope back into relationships for over 10 years. That's a long-ass time. That means she about that business and she knows what she's doing, right? I also will be having my friend, Natasha, who's also a psychologist, um, who will be a guest today with Miss Rennell. So, here we go. Um, But we can just jump in. And Miss Rennell, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. But if you want to mm-hmm. let the listeners know just a little bit about you. We can jump in, and then Tasha, I have Tasha joining me today. Um, Tasha, okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Just jump
1: in okay. after Ms. Rennell. We can start from now. Okay. So, um, again, my name is Rennell. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I just want to say thank you for having me. I look forward to any time I can get and spread my message. So, um, thank you for allowing me this space. Uh, my name is Rennell Nelson. I changed all my taglines, so now I am um infidelity intimacy recovery strategist mm. and mm. um just because I execute plans on how to get you um through the chaos and bring hope back into your relationships uh, I'm a certified sex therapist, infidelity recovery coach, and a licensed marriage and family therapist, so'
0: <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I just put it, I've dropped all that and just put that underneath, but I just want to be, you know, the strategist for you to help you get from A to B and just give you hope back. You know, a lot of times I see a lot of people who just have hopeless, they look hopeless, their language is hopeless, and so they're going to manifest hopeless. So um, I bump into their environment. I have kaleidoscope services where I do most of my couples work. Um traditional couple work, individual work, and then I also have um a fair aftercare. And that's where I um just zone purely in on affairs. That's all I work on is affairs and infidelity. Kaleidoscope mm-hmm. is sex and couples and dysfunction, but affair fair aftercare is solely affairs.
0: Hmm. It's dope. Mm-hmm. Tasha? Mm -hmm. Um, today so just like highlight yourself (laughs) I did like a brief introduction for everybody but just let the guests know that you're here if you will (laughs) I
2: am (laughs) co-hosting hello everyone um I am Natasha and I'm currently I have a master's in clinical psychology and I am working on my MFT so I am excited about talking to you (laughs) Uh, and hearing everything that you are with some of those terms I didn't even know that you could do that puts a lot into my mind as well of like my direction of where I want to go with it but uh, I am excited about this conversation Mm -hmm. to see you know much information you know just for the uh, as well as for the listeners and for myself
0: perfect so we'll start off with the sex um, issues today renell um people are usually afraid or embarrassed you know to discuss their sexual issues are sexual issues typically seen in men or women more do you see
1: well i have um an honorable job that when people come to me they're ready so i have to say equally I see men and women because when they come to me, they're ready to do the work. Mm -hmm. So I have men and women. So at this time, I can't really say who comes in more. Uh, Women come in. I probably say women a little bit more and they're a little bit more vocal about what they need. But both of them, I have to help them um, get to the root of things. So I'm going to say at this day and time, it's a tie.
0: Okay, that's, okay, that's good, though, because <laughs> mm-hmm. you never know, because I know, like, some men have their issues, and then amongst the black community, I, I hate having to separate it, but it seems like the black community is more um, pushed back from being open to talk to somebody about this.
1: Now, 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 wait, boo, you get, now you got, you said men and women, now we getting, oh, okay, we gonna <laughs> break it down in the race? <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna break it down the race. I'm gonna okay. say women. Okay. Okay. I'ma say women. We do um uh, the race. Okay. Uh women uh come in more um with uh symptoms and guessing it may be related to sexual um issues. Okay. But and, for black and men, t- I see a lot of black men more in uh couples therapy. And believe it or not, I have a lot of uh black men who are calling for couples therapy.
0: Hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. So, what are some um sexual issues that are brought to you for help? It, I know it's probably like a thousand, but what are like your top ones? Um,
1: a lot of my um client, client case low. Is based on arousal. Um, They lost their sex drive. Um, Hmm. Their partner lost their sex drive. Or helping women um, understand why they don't have a sex drive. Um, I deal with a lot of sexless marriages, sexless relationships, uh, women who have been betrayed, who just disconnected from their self and their body. So I do a lot of sex education. Um, believe it or not, uh, a lot of women um, have not had orgasms before. Mm, I believe um, it. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> that is sad. yeah. A, a lot of women suffer inside and about sexual dysfunctions, and women have more um, array of more documented sexual dysfunctions than men. Because, you know, we have, so our system is set up so different. Yeah. Um, it's the same, but different. So, so um, I see more uh, women. far ass with uh, sexual dysfunctions, but yeah, it varies.
0: Is it very based off their age or race or medicine? Or, I mean, or pressure. Is, you know what? what? It's it all of that. It's all
1: of that. Okay. It's all of that is I see um, from somebody who 80 who still want to be uh, sexual and how we define what sex means in their relationship to a young couple who are both virgins and to do sex education. Um, to a middle-aged couple with kids, and how to bring the sex back into the relationship, mm-hmm. or a couple who have mismatched libidos, meaning one may be um have more of a heightened arousal than the other one, and I just got one um that they they're not sexually attracted to their partner anymore.
0: Wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Like, how can it? Oh, I guess that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> 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 I like, how does that even happen? I like, what triggers that? Gosh, um, yeah, God, God. <laughs> I mean, some <laughs> of it,
2: some of it would be. Uh, I think one could be possibly maybe physical attraction, like somebody hmm. you know gain more weight, or you know, somebody sometimes lose weight, and somebody doesn't find them attractive anymore. Um. Do you think that that's like a common one or <clears throat> is it more
1: mental um, to lose? No. One thing is we got to keep it real. Half of us lose arousal for our partners yep. because yep. Um, stuff happens because that's what happens with the sexless marriages. See what happened or sexless relationship because life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Our body changes. Our desires changes and a lot of us are stuck in the humdrum of life and we bring that into the house, we bring that into the bedroom. Arousal is such a factor where it's not that um, you can't have sex, it's just not, you don't have that arousal as you did when you first got together. So that's when I come in and re- recreate that and get to the root and kind of clean out all of that stuff in your head and get back to um, the core buildup of what are you attracted to with your partner. Mm-hmm. It's more common than you think and it happens in marriages and it varies, you know, because sometimes you se- like sex and sometimes you don't, you mm-hmm. know, you, I can look at my partner today, and still feel butterflies and three years down the road, I might not feel those butterflies anymore. It doesn't mean that I don't love him. It's just, I don't have that anymore. But what's so good about it, you can reignite that only if you communicate about it. A lot of us don't communicate. We don't know how to say, we are not actually say, I'm not attracted to you anymore. I don't want to start that conversation. Just really just say, you know, talking back, building intimacy. If anybody follows me on social media, um, they're like, oh, Rennell, I'm um, large sex therapist. They think they're going to come on my uh, page and hear about sex. But I can't get to sex because a lot of y'all don't even know how to heal. Y'all don't know how to talk. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know how to do anything. So it's hard for me to start talking about sucking and fucking on something if y'all don't even like each other or talk. Mm, yeah. So we have to start the intimacy outside the bedroom. That's where it builds more up into the bedroom, but we got to get it going outside the bedroom first.
2: Yeah, I can see that with like when you think of it in terms of like stress because mm. I know that when I'm stressed, we ain't doing nothing. Yeah, we ain't
0: doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing uh, in my mind.
1: <laughs> and then, but then, but why? But why? Because sex and orgasms release, you know, it's some good feel good stuff yeah it's feel good stuff i mean an orgasm wow the benefits and the chemicals it released why because we're going through something that we stop pleasure and that's what i say that's when Mm. you love through the chaos that's when you hug more. That's when you uh, cuddle and kiss. That's when you have sex more. It's through the chaos. And that's why I'm trying to rewrite that narrative for people because when they're going through hard times, sex is the first thing that leaves, but it shouldn't be. You deserve pleasure no matter what you're going through.
0: I got like eight snacks yeah. right there for you. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. Um so how i guess uh, besides other um i guess reaching out to somebody for help what other solutions do you have for people who have sex issues because you kind of like just wrapped it up into one already but um if there was somebody that was having sex issues like what advice would you give if somebody
1: having sex issues i guess one thing is um that's so broad for me So I would just see what is the issue. Is it mental? Is it in a body? Is it in a spirit? Um, Really get Mm. simmer into it and see what the sexual issue is and how do they feel about it? I do a lot of guided journaling to really see what does love mean to you? What does pleasure mean to you? What does sexual connection mean to you? You know, how do you like to share energy? Because for one thing, you can't come and expect your partner to save you. And you can't expect me to help you if you can't articulate it. So mm-hmm. I always send everybody back and tell me, tell me in your way, what are you feeling in your body when you say you have a sex issues, And what is the goal you're trying to achieve? Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. That is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sex is such a broad issue because we know sex encompasses so much mm-hmm. it's just not penetrative sex
2: yeah wow okay
0: <laughs> Kendra you got another question no um, let's go ahead and dive into the infidelity piece because this right here is deep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this <laughs> Wow. so i think
2: i i uh really um kind of want to get into the infidelity portion of it because i think that uh, we're starting to hear like a lot more about it
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and i think you know thankfully for social media it's definitely kind of like put out where people are kind of voicing it more or talking about it in such a way mm-hmm. um and i remember you know it was a time where it was kind of a like, hush, hush, secret type deal. People really didn't discuss like infidelities even happen in situations, but now people <laughs> kind of grouping together and talking about it um, after but, the fact. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh-huh. Um, in your experience, what is the most commonly said in you know, thing of why people cheat?
1: Well, one thing I want to just let everybody know, um, that cheating is a choice. And despite your circumstances, nobody can force, push, pull you into betraying your partner. That's a choice. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times that um, what I come into, um, I have all very different types of affair types and people come see me. Uh, I would just say that people who go outside their relationship or marriages looking for fulfillment that they can't or won't or didn't try to fulfill in their relationship. Mm. i like that That try yeah yeah that one and then it's also i see um a lot of entitlement affairs meaning i'll take care of you why you tripping she ain't calling i Mm. can have this on the side i can take care of both of y'all um Mm. or you know you're not having sex with me you know what it was Mm. Uh, men and women you know because Um, When you come to infidelity, uh, when a couple calls to me, I look at how both parties play in the factor. I don't always get on the infidel. I also look at the betrayed partner to see how you can um, unconsciously give consent for affairs. So when you come to me, it's like the real deal because we're not going to sit up here and bash everybody because we all play a role in stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who I see in relationships, they check out their relationship and they get silent consent.
2: Mm, cause what's not being said is being said. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So or what you- it's
1: being said. It's being said. Um hmm. we go back because I talk a lot about generational narrative is um what does an affair to mean to you? What does betrayal mean to you? And these are questions you need to ask your partner before they become your partner, because everybody's not on the same page. And I say assumption is like the mistress in relationship it kills everything. A lot of us are assuming a lot of stuff and it's not right. We're not on the same page. A lot of people don't even talk about monogamy or what it means. You just assume that person's going to be monogamous with you when that's not what their plan is. So these conversations need to happen before we even become partners, before we even get that deep. But see, Mm. don't nobody want to play that. Mm.
2: You preaching, you preaching. that is and, and that's why i think i talk a lot to when um i have like different clients that come and they talk about like different things that have went wrong in the relationship and it's almost like you kind of have to interview a person and people aren't people are afraid to like ask those questions like those different questions because they are difficult conversations to have cuz you like you don't really want to know <laughs> what how that person thinks about you know infidelity or whatever but it's a question that you If you're thinking about being with that person for a long time, you definitely need to know that beforehand. Like, what are their thoughts on it? Right. Um, So you know how to move forward. Because now you, if you don't know, then you're kind of wasting your time in the end. And then you feel like, all this time I wasted on this person, you know, and they doing all this cheating. But that's the way they thought about it in the beginning.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And you, and you knew, you knew, but some Mm -hmm. of us want to play blind, you know, eyes wide shut, you know? you some of us know and just like i said and i tell my story about um generational narratives like growing up in a household and i'm going to use black for instance not my my situation is not like everybody but growing up in a household when men are told long as you don't bring it home yeah. keep your bitch keep your bitch in the street mm-hmm. i bet not find out if i find out you know we give threats to ultimatums. we don't talk about it mm, so, yeah. all, so all i did was let him know you can have a bitch, but just don't let me find out about her.
0: Keep mm-hmm. her, in <laughs> you know.
1: So that's what I'm saying because that's like that's how that's how it was, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you grew up, but you know you hear stuff. And yeah. old wisdom was like, long as you keep him in the street, you know, you grew up with the blues song. You had your chick on the side, and he took care of his real family. He had another family on the side, but they didn't intermingle. Mm-hmm. And long as he kept it good, that was okay. Wow, you know, and I and I uncover that when I talk about betrayal and how did you learn about betrayal? Because we learn about betrayal but even before we get a romantic partner. We learn about betrayal from our caregivers, mm-hmm. our our parents. We betray by our cousins, our friends, our caretakers. That is our our dads. That's our first thing. Um, incidence of betrayal. We learn what to do after, you know, a lot of people ask me, should I stay or should I go? And I say, let me tell me about some of the infidelity or betrayal by love in your relationship. You know, well, my mom stayed with my dad. My mom left my dad. My auntie said never go back. So that builds your foundation. Mm, True. Yeah. So a lot of times when people say, should I stay or should I go? We go back in the history and see, what did you learn about? Mm. What was the narrative in your family about staying or going? Not your friends, what's your family? Then we add on the friends.
2: Hmm. Hmm. But that actually answered one of the questions um that I was asking like about I guess how does it what what is your advice or kind of solutions pretty much to um someone who is dealing with infidelity issues. Um and that kind of goes into that
1: if you're dealing with infinite and again i'm so petty so everything is so broad to me i'm like what kind of infidelity issues are you having so i'm just i'm like petty you know mm-hmm. so I'm like you gotta break it down even more because i'm so numb and stuff because people come in with these grandose things and i bring i give it to them in reality so are you saying that he's watching porn He whistled at a girl with a big booty. He liking hoes on Instagram, you know, or he got a baby on the side, Mm. you know? So that's a broad question I can't really answer. And see, that's the thing. I'm not there to answer. I'm here to assist you and strategize how to get to the best answer that's with you. Because as we know, one thing is, and we've seen this, and I don't like to mention any name, but we've seen this with, and when famous people are put in the spotlight, you tell them your opinion and try to ride with them and they're going to push you under the bus and they're going to go with what mm-hmm. they want to. Right. And we see that in our family. Mm-hmm. Girl, he cheating on you and the next day she dropping you, but she's still with him. Mm-hmm. So I just give you information so you can be better informed and you have to create that because like we all know, only you know what you had in love, and only you know what goes on in your relationship and you cannot compare each relationship. Because each betrayal, each thing is different based on the foundation of the relationship. Hmm. Okay.
2: What about um, individuals that are, what about individuals that pretty much like blame themselves for the other person's cheating?
1: That's a learned behavior. Because we feel, and that's getting a narrative, that if we're not pleasing our partner, because we hear this through songs, we hear this through people, I take your man, um, you know, are you not doing what you need to do. And I think that's a myth. Um, you can do everything for your partner if they feel insecure or want to explore. That's on them. And we hold the bag for them. And I ask them, well, why are you ashamed that you got betrayed? Why are you holding it back for them? And we carry mm. all this weight and we can't heal because we was betrayed and we carry that shit. And that's not fair. Mm. Yeah. And I tell them, why are you carrying their bag? They cheated on you. Why are you why are you sad? Yeah, you sad it happened, but don't doubt yourself. But in the same token, we sit in our security environment, get them space to really have a realistic look at their relationship and see if they saw signs, sign or where could they been a little more attentive. Not to blame, but to understand. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want to and can't, and that's their choice to cheat. But I create a safe environment so we can talk real. Because one thing, you have to be real with yourself before you start to heal.
2: True. Mm-hmm. so if um you know an individual has been cheated on um and they're open to the guild and move forward how do you guide them with that
1: There's first of i see why ideas,
2: but don't i say wanna. why
1: why 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 so i'm her i'm like why i want to mm-hmm. stay in my marriage why i'm gonna stay with her why because staying is just half the battle it's working through it that's the grunt work Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the the job start after I'ma stay after I'm sorry after apology because now we gotta rebuild and this ain't for punks because see this is what got us here before so if you really committed to this we gotta look at our past relationship and re and reprogram that whole thing hmm. but you gotta be aware that we gotta look and um, why do you want to stay um, fear of being alone. Uh, for the kids. Oh, because you don't want her to have them, him or her. You know, I need to see mm. the motivation. You need the motivation because you can't half-ass do something and then think it's going to come out better because it's not. Mm. So the just best. because somebody say they want to stay, oh, I want to stay through it, that don't mean nothing to me. Because I did it. I stayed in. I stayed in a relationship after one kid. I stayed after two. You know, so I did the stand, but I, I just didn't have the resources. I needed to understand what I needed to do. So that's why I became who I needed. So that's why I, who I am, who I am, because I was in the same position as some of these people.
2: Hmm. Oh yeah. Peer support. I believe in it. Like someone who has been through the same kind of experience because you can, offer it from a more realistic standpoint to me
1: Yeah, Um, I've been on both sides that's one thing about me when it comes to healing I'm transparent I've been wifey I've been a mistress Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. not too many can people can openly say that but I was I was in a downright place and I didn't know and like anything when you know you stuck but I had to talk to myself about it it's not what I wanted and I got out because I didn't want that and that's why I said, that's why we got to admit and reveal to heal. And some of us don't want to admit that. That's why I said, are you scared to be by yourself? You can't, you should never be scared to be by yourself. You should be with yourself because you have to nurture yourself. So you got, we got to show people how to treat us. And if you down and out vulnerable, you going to get kept. Somebody going to sweep you right up and you're going to be back in the same vicious cycle. Mm. Hmm.
2: Hmm, yeah, I definitely believe in getting out of the the crazy cycle of trying to, you know, figure out like what it is that keeps you like attracting to these, you know, certain type of people. Um, and also communicating in the beginning of the relationship, like what it is you want and don't want. Because right. I learned that that weeds out people. Like some people ask me, excuse me, is this a job interview? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. you being hired to be my significant other so I need to know like what it is what makes you best qualified for this job Mm -hmm. and people aren't we aren't communicating and asking those questions so that's definitely important I've never really thought about asking it in a way of like hey you know what is what is your stance on
0: infidelity
1: yeah, I never um, have either.
0: That was a and couple. you got
1: to keep having, and it's just not a beginning conversation. And that's just like I tell my married couples, you know, you just don't say your vows that one day. You repeat them every day. You talk about betrayal, monogamy every day. Mm-hmm. You talk about attraction to others every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. It's just not for the faint of heart. And don't get me wrong, because I don't shame. And sometimes um, I'm all for dating, and um having protected sex and it's your body your way so i don't i'm not to also i don't advise these conversations with everybody Because sometimes you know we are just want to just have fun and kick it and you should enjoy life but if you see or feel you going towards another way this is when this conversation needs to start happening when you feel like y'all ready to take it another step and y'all mutually agree that y'all going to take it to another step. Not just because you ready, because just because you ready don't mean nothing.
2: Mm. Yeah, that makes sense, because sometimes the other person can assume, there's that word assumption, some people can assume that you are, that, you know, during that dating phase, because some people don't really know what... let's just say that dating means something different to everybody. Mm -hmm. Some people is like dating, like, Oh, we exclusive, but not really. And then you have the other one. that's like, Oh, I'm just like trying to pick who's the best candidate. And um, to the other person, that assumption is, well, if I'm with you, then we're like the only one together. And Uh -uh. the other person is thinking that, well, I'm also seeing Jim over here (laughs) and, (laughs) And Johnny over there. Yeah. And then when you know the other person finds out about it, like, wait, I thought it was just us. Well, did we make that clear that no, it was just us? Man. Or
1: yeah, and women you know, shouldn't and, be shame. And if you out there dating Jimmy, John, it's no shame, mom. Do your thing. Mm. Do your thing. But communicate it.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Communicate it. You know, I'm all for that. You know, we used to go on dates and group dates. Now, soon as you meet somebody, you know, you already planning a wedding, mm-hmm. and I and I have those in my uh because just because you ready don't mean they ready, and we just assume because he spent a couple of nights that this gonna be my husband. You know what I'm talking about. So a lot of yeah. time, and that's why I tell, I'm not tell, I share with women that we need to heal and get you ready because if you ready for a relationship, dating is not for you. You got to go in really narrow down and say, this is what I want. I'm looking for my husband. But if you're not looking for that, just state it. Like I said, I don't slut shame. I don't do anything. All I want you to do is to have power over yourself and your body and be able to advocate for yourself.
2: I agree. I think that that's like great advice for somebody. Cause mm-hmm. people, people do feel like that, especially if you grew up in a household where it was, you know, religion was like a heavy thing and you you feel like that because you can only if you find somebody you have to latch on to that one person and that's the only person you can be with until something happens and then you you know and I feel like that that's kind of um I don't know I I don't want to look at it as unhealthy but um I think that people should I don't want to say sleep around
1: or get around but
2: You should definitely have more than one fruit to eat. That's just me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Hey, it's your body, your way. I don't shame. I just say protect yourself. um, Know what you're getting into. Being in control. um, Advocate for yourself and your body. I don't really. I don't push. You know. You know. I don't yuck your yum. I don't do any of that because I deal with so many people that come into uh, my space. With traditional and non-traditional relationships, you know, who have open relationships, who have more than one partner, you know. So I don't really yuck anybody young. I just want everybody, everything to be consensual, safe, and you communicate.
2: Yeah, and and, you know, I was uh, not, you know, not just talking about it in terms of like a sexual thing, but just like getting to know different people. Because some people even have a problem with you even when you're dating, but you're not exclusive, they even have a problem with you talking to someone else. Like just, just having a conversation with them. And it's, I think, you know, that communication in the beginning is like, Hey, you know, I'm out here, you know, uh, interviewing a lot of candidates. <laughs> maybe you should too. <laughs> Cause maybe I'm not what you think I am just because I look good or you know, the top job on my resume is what you really want. But what about all the rest of the stuff that I've done yeah. um, well. or stand for? And I think that that's something that people should make clear. Cause I definitely can admit in my past that that's something that I didn't make clear. Mm-hmm. And You're right. The, right. The wrong impression the wrong yep. idea. You gotta
1: know, you have to know. And that's the key. You, you hit it right on the head. You have to know. And some of us are pushed into situations where we are a booty call, not because we want to, because we have to. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are part of rotation, not because we want to, because we have to.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we don't advocate for ourselves because we don't even know. And that's why I'm asking everybody, sometimes we get breaks in our life from a breakup or we just not dating. Take that time and invest in yourself and see what, what, what do you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, write your own narrative see how is it saturated you know manifest some stuff because sometimes if you don't you gonna somebody gonna give you a title hmm. and you are gonna go with it like oh okay and then you're right. gonna be stuck because you didn't advocate for yourself and it wasn't consensual mm-hmm. i didn't know i was gonna be your third person Yeah, well, you know, and then you got to think about it. Well, I didn't know you were seeing anybody else, but you took the role. But then you find out and then you kind of big mad about it. You were like, you were seeing other people. You didn't advocate for yourself and say, no. And you were so happy to get that attention. You fell in place. So Mm. please, please, please know yourself.
0: I feel it. That's important.
1: That is.
2: Uh, what was the other question? So what if the, per- you know, the person wants to move on, um, with a new relationship, what's the best way to start a new relationship without bringing the past relationship, the infidelity issues, uh, whatever type they are to the new relationship from both perspectives, the person who did the infidelity and the person who received it.
1: Just because you move on does not mean the trauma don't exist. Okay. Mm. A lot of us move on and we take, you know, that baggage with us. Um, if you have been betrayed, I just advise you to just take a break and see what did that fair mean to you? Um, what role could you have played or anything? Just like a self-assessment. For the infidel who did the um, betrayal, I would just ask them again to look in to see, man, am I monogamous? How can I commute this, communicate this with people? Is me cheating survival, you know, because I'm scared of being like my daddy and keep getting put out. So I got to have something on the side, you mm-hmm. know, all my guys are not, you know, nobody's in a relationship, you know, really. And it's really when I talk to my men and it's just eye opening when they tell me how they learned about it. And you know, it's not a time to blame. It's a time for awareness. Mm. So That's why I say, when you want it, when, and, and when I provide the space, let's just, we know you angry, you know, we, you big mad, but let's just relax because when we offer the space, let's take it and be open to understanding, mm. come in with yeah. understanding. So, you know, no, it wasn't your fault because even people who love each other, cheat on each other and that and that's because love doesn't have anything to do with it hmm. you know so that's another thing that i would just say just taking that time before you keep affecting people that to just see who you are what you want and what you stand for and what does that affair mean to you for the um infidel or the one who was betrayed
2: yeah because i um remember a quote that someone. uh Said, and it definitely stuck with me for like a year or two. And it was, um, If you've been broken, take the time to heal before you help people, or you will bleed on the people who didn't cut you. Mm-hmm. That's
1: deep. <laughs> and, and, and I healing. thought about that. Yeah, you're right. And um, thank you. I, I love that quote also. But one thing I want to say also is healing is a journey and adventure. Mm-hmm. even though I talk it I mean you don't be, fully be healed yep. you just more aware of your triggers mm-hmm. do I get triggered with my new partner for betrayal yeah but this mm-hmm. time I talk about it mm. babe. I don't know what it is I know it's not but I'm feeling a little something can you just please just I talk to you about this I don't know what it is I know it and I'm communicating it more so one thing I you know we have this whole thing about healing And so the whole thing about these wounds, your wound may be healed, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. So I don't want people under the uh, misconception that I got to heal before I get in a relationship. I want you to heal, but also be aware Mm -hmm. and understand because sometimes we don't have any understanding or anything and we keep removing that scab.
2: Mm-hmm. and and that's what you know i used to tell people that um ptsd is not only for military members oh no nah.
1: it betrayal, can happen in affairs, any, is yep. affairs is ptsd affairs is ptsd betrayal is ptsd mhm hmm.
2: because like you said you know they are see the other cuz you can see the past relationship on this new person when they it's not that they are you know, engaging in it, but it looks similar. So it's it's like that you almost kind of put your last person's face on them hmm. and make it seem like that that's what, and then you kind of go straight like to the blaming instead of like the asking, like, hey, could you explain this that I just seen? Like, mm-hmm. what is this to you? Because yeah. um,
1: you traumatize. traumatized. Yeah. So you're going to cre- create the trauma. And if, so we talking about this. A lot of us out here create drama because we're used to it, and that's love.
0: Mm.
1: A lot of times we create these toxic environments because that's what we thrive in, and that means love to us.
0: You see, just how it's on it. The, uh, okay.
1: you know, just because we're on a conversation. Yes. So yes. we, we take it, we take all of this because we had a self-fulfilling prophecy that we don't deserve anybody. So we take these toxic traits on and on and on. And I just want to make sure that we are clear on this betrayal and affairs. All that even trickles down into family members and to your friends and to business and to school, anything because you don't trust anybody else, nor do you trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it runs deep. And sometimes because that's all we know, we keep, we create that system in other areas.
2: That's true. Wow. Wow. Because I I sometimes let, you know, parents know and like if it was parents that were like fighting or something uh, in front of their kids, it's kind of like, and this is from like my own experience growing up, I remember of how my parents would talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, that's how I used to talk to my ex-husband.
0: Mm. and it
2: it took something for me later to realize that I don't want that vicious cycle because if I ever have kids I don't want them to see that and then now it's like a generational thing because my great-great-grandmother did it now my grandmother's doing it it just mm-hmm. keeps going and if you're
1: not fussing you don't love me yeah mm-hmm. got, you exactly. gotta fuss we gotta fight you gotta push me I gotta put you out and then you gotta yeah. come back that's what love right. a relationship is chaotic oh yeah yeah, we are our own, but I mean, we repeat the cycle until yeah, you say it stop here. Mm-hmm. Right,
2: because we'll see those memes, like on, you know, memes have a lot to do with the way people, you know, behave, I think, a lot nowadays. And I see memes talking about, like, you know, if she's not, you know, knocking outside of your door at 3 a.m., do she really love you? Like, like, what? <laughs> like, like what? Like, is why it? is that a thing? Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to be outside nobody door at 3 a.m. I like my sleep. <laughs>
1: Or if, <laughs> yeah. or if he don't fight for you if he don't put a gun out on you and make you stay you know these are the things and so we play games and push people not push people but they choose to do this to prove that they love us and then once they do it oh they love us we don't know that that's toxic mm-hmm.
2: exactly yeah because that's definitely mm-hmm. something that we should you know, people need to have more of an understanding of where you learned this from. Because it is, it's, like you said, it's a learned behavior. Something you saw, <laughs> it, you took it on as an adult and you said, oh, this worked for my parents. You know, they stayed together for 20-something years. But yeah, but they was fighting each other every day. <laughs> like, that's not something you, ca- you want to carry on, mm-hmm. you know, for generationally. And so I know cool. I definitely, for myself, I know I'm more conscious of like, reversing that and taking that away because now I'm more especially with going to school and everything it, but now more I, I really take active listening to heart now it's like yes. listening to understand more than listening to talk
1: to mm-hmm. say my
2: next piece
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah, having that empathy because a lot of people don't portrayed empathy either when someone you know um, has cheated on them or something they just go on this rage and like you said you understand that they are angry about it but let's let's go deeper into what's you know an issue where did you get this from I like that why is yeah. this normal to you mm-hmm. yeah
1: and that's the way that we start to heal and so we can move on and we know it's not us. And sometimes, and I understand some circumstances, you hurt, you pain, you just want to cut it off and you say no more. But even if you don't talk to that person and because you don't need closure to move on because some stuff is so devastating. I'm not telling you that if somebody cheated on you and it was devastating for you that you need to go have a talk with them. I'm not telling you to do that, but I'm just asking you to just sit with yourself and see what do you need to move on. And how can you better heal? And what do you need to just not only um, trust anybody else, but learn to trust yourself? Because I don't think some relationships I hear about don't need closure because that's just re-traumatizing. Mm-hmm.
2: That is a really good Like, that's a really good point, because sometimes we do think that the other person is supposed to give us that closure. Yeah. Like, they are, like, we're entitled to it. Like, we should have it in order to, like, move on with the rest of our life. And people, sometimes I I think to myself, like, what if, what if you never get it? Are you going to die? Or is this, like, going to cause you not to be able to move on from Yes. Or never love again or something yes. like what half of is- us yes
1: a lot right, of them they, everybody walking around you're right can they move on no because some people still looking for forgiveness from their parents their mm-hmm. ex-boyfriends their baby daddies yes because they yes. Really, don't really know what forgiveness is so i'm just gonna say yes a lot of uh, why do we, why do we have so many healing circles why is the whole thing self-care why is self-care, healing, and all these seminars and shit a uh, big business? Because we're toxic and we're walking around and we don't forgive ourselves. We don't get—we're walking around with all this. So, yeah. You're right. Yeah.
2: Wow, that is true. Because uh, sometimes we, you know, we aren't forgiving of ourselves, mm-hmm. of even putting ourselves through that. Um, what does
1: forgiveness even mean? Right, and
2: that's something that. And it means something different to a lot of people. Some people take mm-hmm. it to like, oh, you know, God forgiveness, that's like a thing. And then some people just take it into um account of thinking about my forgiveness is just I'm done with it. It's mm-hmm. over. I don't really need anything else. And then some people need that. You have to say, I'm sorry or something. I'm sorry. Yeah. In order for me to forgive you.
1: Yeah. And forgiveness don't always mean forget. You know, some, we just accept that it happened and we release the hold that it has on our life. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, even with betrayal, you don't have to forgive that person 100% when you go back. They have to rebuild that trust, but you just unleashing that powerful hold that they have on you. You're not forgetting. And a lot of people say, I can never forgive you. We're not asking you for, to forget. We're asking for you to release that hold because you can't move anywhere in anger. You can't move in life and anger and stuff. And they're going to have more hold on you than the fair did. Mm. And anger is just yep. like a jail than a fair. Did. So you're re-traumatizing yourself. Well, I don't forgive him or her. I'm like, you don't have to. I'm not telling you to forget. I'm telling you to unleash the hold that it has on you so you can live your damn life. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think that that's another like misconception,
2: too, is that when people think about, well, when are you going to forgive me? And you could be talking about it in, in terms of, like, letting it go and, like, that hold on you, but it's okay to not forget it because sometimes we, you know, we we also have to understand that if you get into a car accident, you don't want to forget not to run the red light again. <laughs> <But> <laughs> mm-hmm. You kind of are more cautious of like mm-hmm. certain things and it's okay to ask questions, you know, like you could say, mm-hmm. Hey, so, uh, something happened in our relationship and it's kind of looking fishy right now. Could you explain that to me? And mm-hmm. sometimes as the person who has been, who is the accuser, cause sometimes we like, Oh my God, you bringing that up again when they're not being more empathetic, you know, they're not having any empathy or understanding of why that person is kind of bringing it up because they could have the giving you but they are aware now of like mm-hmm. what it looks like so they're asking those questions okay this behavior is starting to look i've seen this movie before yeah. what is this
0: mm-hmm. wow
1: A lot of us do that to ourselves because when I uh, work with infidelity recovery, we say that um, we want to stay in a committed relationship, but we still bring the mistress and all the baggage in it. And we have to set up space to unpack all that stuff. And that's why I say, when somebody tells me they want to stay together, I say, why? Hmm. You know, because you got to have a commitment to change. If you're not willing to do that, that's fine. A fair recovery is not for everybody. It's mm-hmm. not for everybody, so I don't push it on everybody. Um, so that's what I make so you're not doing it just. you're not going to get any brownie point. Do it because you want to. Don't even do it for the kids, because as we know, as being therapists and being children uh, and then turning into adults, that kids can feel a toxic environment.
0: Mm-hmm. That is so, so I t- rather have, yeah. I'd
1: rather have um, um happy uncoupling than a dysfunctional, toxic household because kids pick up on that. Mhm. That's true.
2: Cuz I know I can remember some earlier times when it was some dysfunction in my family and how I felt. <laughs> like I could still like even if I think about it I could still feel it today like wow, that was like that was pretty bad or that was really uncomfortable. And it hurt when the
1: kids get older and they tell you about it cuz you thought you was doing it for them. And it was right. Like, Y'all, I knew y'all, yeah. I knew, I knew dad slept here. I knew you just slept here. I knew at the family outings, you just did it because of me, you know, and it make you feel bad. you like, well shit, if you knew all that, could have been left. Right. You know, right. like that. So that's what I'm saying. We, we don't have the conversations and we don't think uh, again, we assume it will be better, but sometimes it's not.
2: Mm. And the kids are pretty much wishing too. I wish that they would cut this out and let's move on <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's
2: affecting us. Yeah. yeah. They tied up. <coughs> hmm Yeah. Because I know as an adult, for me, when I got older and explained it to my parents, I was like, I, I mean, I had the clock ticking on y'all years before <laughs> you actually got divorced. <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, What's, what took so long? You know, and they don't, and you know, there. it's always that, oh, we did it for you guys. Yeah. You actually was hurting us more than you was helping us by right. keeping us in this toxicity. Yeah
1: they mm-hmm. all come out in family therapy hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah I think that is all the questions that I have
0: so do you have I guess online or is it only just at your office Renee? because I know like virtual I don't know if it's something that's virtual that's available for the listeners or is it only yeah, about
1: I offer um, coaching. I'm physically um, in Arizona and Wisconsin, but I do offer online um, consults and coaching. Wow.
0: Okay. That's good. And how can someone reach you? They can
1: follow me on Fair aftercare on Instagram and then it's the affairaftercare.com. And then for more of the sexual peace and um, healing. And exploring their relationship, you can. Um, that's um, kaleidoscope services, and that's kaleidoscope services llc.org. That's perfect. Or, and follow me on um, Instagram at noirsextherapist. No, in sex.
0: Yes, because your Instagram gives me life, <laughs> 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 it gives me life remotely. So, yeah,
1: I know everybody be like, Don't she supposed to talk about sex? I was like, I, don't I even know. Think that. I, I'm like, I, I, I'm not, y'all not ready. And I see what my listeners, uh, you know, like, so I'm going to be doing more lives and doing more courses and everything. Yeah. I am like, I can't get y'all to, to pleasure. First, y'all got to like y'all damn self. First, y'all got to know <laughs> right. y'all got to know y'all body parts. I can't teach you how to suck and spin and all that, even though that's not what I do. But I can't educate you on that. Just know you deserve pleasure. Yeah. But let's get you to heal it. And while you working through the chaos, you can also achieve pleasure. Let's get to that because so many times we are taught to please other people so yes we can be missed of everything else and we're taking classes on how to please our partner never how to please ourselves so you know i always um talk about masturbation self-love journaling see what you need and what you want so you cannot tell your partner but share with them what do you need but first you have to understand you so that's why my instagram took quite a spin because I just saw the need for education first. And then I so happen to be sex there. because I so happen to talk about infidelity. But I'm into um, deconstructing, to reconstruct, and to get to the foundation. We have to build you on solid ground. And a lot of that comes from education and healing.
0: Yep. And I love it. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today, Renelle.
1: I appreciate you for having me. I really enjoyed myself.
0: I enjoyed you. And Tasha, too. <laughs> yeah, I did. This was fun. Well, there you have it. Remember, if you're not masturbating, then you're masturbating. Until next time, I'm out. Like what you hear? Subscribe to my podcast. Have any suggested topics? Email your girl at masterb6 at gmail.com.
2: i